just scoops up um, some holy water from a basin and pulls out um, what look like iron filings. Um, although some of it glinters, gl glinters, some of it glints, so it almost looks like there's powdered iron and silver in this in this powder. So it needs to make a constitution saving throw. One constitution saving throw coming right up. and that If it is, is a shape changer, it has disadvantage. It is a nat 20 on the constitution saving throw. That's gross. And there's a, a page that's there in front. Um, and as you approach, he just, his eyes just roll up in his head and he collapses to the ground. Oh, and, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, Chapter 256, Nadar's Excellent Adventure, Part 2. Okay. So, in the last episode, uh, we had started on um, Nadar's Excellent Adventure, which turned out to be not so excellent, did it? Um, well, it turned out excellent in the end. Yeah, but it uh, turns out that there are zombie squirrels in the forest. And, um, yeah, they hit like a ton of bricks. And yep. they are almost impossible to kill, as we found out. Um, so it was uh, just a little bit um, hair-raising, to say the least. On the other mm -hmm. hand, you turn out that your new friend Pugsley um, is uh, quite the uh, fierce marauder, which I, which I guess, uh, as they say, you know, it's not the size of the uh, dog in the fight, you know? Yep, quite the battle dog. Yep. So he was able to get his little Pugsley little teeth into the, a bunch of the bad guys. But anyway, so there you are, the, the dust settles, and you're surrounded by the uh, corpses of a number of zombie squirrels. And, and now that they're like dead, dead, it's even worse. I mean, uh, you're able to take a look and see, you know, the, the evil green or blue glow has disappeared from their eyes. Mm -hmm. But now you're able to see them closer. Yeah, I mean, they're just desiccated corpses, you know, like patches of fur hanging off you can see the ribs on some of them like one of them's missing all the fur on the side of his face and his face is just a leering dried skull that just has like fur and and uh so forth on the other side of it it's just really horrific um, i'm gonna take that one's head okay um can i also roll hit dice mm -hmm. yeah you can you know definitely, up. De definitely heal up at this point if you cool. want and you are seven so you can roll two at a time Okay, and then I'm also going to cast a second level Cure Wounds on myself. Sounds good. So how many points do you get back from each of those? I got 15 back from my hit dice, and I got uh, 13 back from my Cure Wounds. Okay. So where does that put you? At? Maximum. Okay. Actually, I got one over. Okay, so not too bad for the overhealing on, on the... Uh... End report on the combat. Yep. I'm also going to make sure that Pugsley's okay. Like, yep, I don't seems think to be just hit. fine. He didn't get hit or anything. Awesome. Um, one one of the benefits of being a, a little tiny ankle biter, um, the, you know, you don't tend to attract much attention. Okay, so yeah, he does seem a little freaked out, though. I mean, you know, zombie squirrels and all that, but seems to be in good spirits and, you know, just kind of sitting there snuffling and panting, you know, eyes tearing, all those adorable <laughs> things that Pugs do. Yeah, I'm going to give him a little scratch on the head and then also um, give him some 
treats like dried meat or whatever i have yeah. on hand yeah a little bit of rations you probably get you know he would love he would love just a little hunk of, of jerky or something like that yeah very good and so there you are you're standing there in the forest this part of the uh the park forest is just not healthy i mean that's the way we put it. it's not healthy and obviously we have zombie squirrels so something mm-hmm. something's going wrong and um Although it's unclear exactly what it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, there you are. What what uh, what are you gonna do? Um, I'm going to uh, kind of head in the same direction as I was going um, last time and use perception to see if i can okay see anything else roll, amiss. roll for me a perception and then roll for me a nature check or survival check any 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 okay. two of those okay um so i got a 22 on perception mm-hmm. and only a seven on nature okay yeah so um on the nature side of things, you can just determine that, yeah, things are bad and getting worse, it seems like. But perception, yeah. you kind of notice that, yeah, if you keep going forward through this little thicket that you're in, it seems to be getting even, you know, more putrid and, and some, you know, the, the corruption seems to be worse than it was. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to continue trying to keep going into the heart of whatever badness this is. Okay, so you go forward a little further, a little further, a little further, and you end up um, at a little pond. It seems to be divorced from the rest of the waterworks here, mm-hmm. and you don't know if that, like, whether this is maybe a natural feature, quote-unquote, where maybe, you know, the the water channel that they've put in is leaking and, and just formed a pond here, or, or maybe it's the other way around where, you know, something has uh, dammed up the the water feature and so it created a, a little pond here you know maybe some uh some creatures uh you know kicked around some dirt and, and filled in mm-hmm. the uh the channel there but yeah there's just a little bit of a pond and you can't help but notice that the pond is glowing right in the center the hmm. same evil blue color that the squirrel's eyes were glowing and there's just a gentle vapor coming off of the water right at that point. Okay. I need my book for this. Um, can I um, see if the water is like poisonous or anything like that? Well, what can you detect? Um, I don't have any detect things. Okay. Um, so actually roll for me a straight up nature check. That's a 22, three. Okay. And you don't detect any sort of natural physical ailment okay. here. I mean, in, in, obviously you're across the, the kind of little clearing from the, the pond, mm-hmm. but at the same time, this doesn't feel like something natural. Okay. Um, so roll for me arcana. Okay. 16. Okay, you would, that's, you know, that's good, but not spectacular. But from with a 16, what you can determine is that, yes, there's something in the pond 
that is magical and corrupting that is maybe corrupting the water and actually okay. roll for me perception as you look out at the pond 18 okay yeah and so you notice that surrounding the pond there are like little dead insects and little dead rodents and okay. maybe there's like a cat there that's just lying you know half rotted so what, whatever the corruption is this is where it's coming from and it's enough to like probably necrotically kill just about anything that gets near to it okay i'm gonna set down pugsley okay and he kind of does a thing where he like backs between your legs and kind of whimpers a bit and he, he, i was gonna say yeah. stay here his, his googly eyes look even more googly yeah um i'm going to wild shape into a crocodile okay and um i'm gonna swim down okay so you crocodile your way across the clearing and roll mm -hmm. for me perception let's see if crocodile gives me anything in perception because for whatever reason crocodile is a one half cr and because i'm level seven i can uh have a swim speed mm -hmm. okay it doesn't give me anything else except for that i can hold my breath for 15 minutes which is pretty cool that is neat um So that's a total of 21. Okay, so you're about halfway across the clearing and out of the corner of the eye, you see a shadow as if something is leaping out of the tree behind you and about to land on you. So uh, you are able to uh, counter its stealth and spin around and this spider lands in front of you and is probably a good four feet across. And once again, you can't help but notice it's undead. I mean, there's like, okay. like I said, there's rents in, in its body that should be leaking ichor that just seem to be dried out. Mm -hmm. And once again, all of its little beady eyes are glowing with that blue radiance. But now you have like a four foot long critter that's attacking you. And we need to roll initiative. Oh, come on. It went 17-3, oh. so I have a five. Okay, so it gets to go first, and it leaps out with its um, dry, desiccated uh, legs and tries to jump on you. So it uh, jumps out and takes a swing at you with its uh, desiccated forelimbs, getting a 23 to hit you. Yeah, that'll hit and you just feel this horrible necrotic energy as it flows into you, or perhaps your life tends to flow out of it. And um, does 12 points of necrotic damage Ooh. as it hits you with this corrupting touch. Yikes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is it my turn? Yes, your turn. Okay, I am going to bite it. Okay. Are you kidding me? It was like 16-3. Um, so that's a seven to hit. Okay, seven does Can I use, wait, hold on. 
with the with the um the hawk totem it says um when a creature makes an attack roll against a target in the area i can use my reaction can i use my reaction on myself read that one more time when a creature makes an attack roll against a target in the spirit's aura you can use your reaction to grant advantage on that attack roll so when a creature so you're you know, I mean, you are the only creature in the area, so I'm, yeah. I am a creature. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to grab myself advantage. Is that you could do that? Once, uh, yeah, with, uh, it's a reaction. Okay. Okay, that's a 15 to hit. It does hit. Okay. Just a bit of going to, spider. It's going to take eight points of piercing damage, and it is grappled. Okay. Until so it ends, the target is restrained. Okay. And restrain means that its speed becomes zero and can benefit from bonuses to speed. And attack rolls against a creature have advantage and the creature's attack rolls have disadvantage. Neat. And it has disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. So mm -hmm. if you could just call lightning down on yourself, yeah, it would get disadvantage. Okay. Well, you've got the, the uh, spider in your giant alligator jaws and it's thrashing about and it, you know, tries to thwack you with its um, legs, which are, you know, since you're in its jaws, are, it's, it's very difficult for it to move around. Let's see what it can do with disadvantage on the attack. And that's going to be a big no, because that one there was a 12 to hit. That actually hits. It does? Oh, that's right. You're a crocodile now. Yes, I have to use the armor class oh, of the crocodile. Okay, so yeah, basically it gets its legs around you. It's thrash, 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 and you just see him kind of collapse the legs on you. And this one a little more firm. 15 points of damage. Okay, I am reverted to my dragonborn form. Okay, and you got a spider in your mouth. It's very uncomfortable. And... uh. And then I take, uh, let's see, excess damage turns over. Okay. You said it was 15? 15. Okay. Now it is my turn. Okay. Which is really unfortunate for it. Ah. Gotta say. Um, yeah, I think I'm just gonna cast a high level moonbeam. Ooh. Because why not, right? Now, it, it starts taking damage at the next round on Moonbeam, right? I believe so. Yeah. Let's double check. When a creature enters the spell's area for the first time or its turn starts there. So it if it calls down, it entered the space for the first time. Okay. Yeah. So it'll, it'll take it every turn. We're going to... Yeah. Um, we're going to do a third level. Mm, okay. We're going to do a fourth level. Yeah, fourth level Moonbeam. Um, so it needs to make a constitution saving throw. One constitution saving throw coming right up. and that If it is, is a shape changer, it has disadvantage. It is a nat 20 on the constitution saving throw. That's gross. So it takes 
half damage. Um, so half of 29 is... 14. 14? Okay. Yeah, 14. 14 points of radiant damage. Radiant damage, okay. And that's good. Okay. So it didn't appreciate that at all, and it jumps back at you. And you can hear Pugsley um, whining in the background. But it's a nat one. Okay, well, that was useless. Your turn. So it's... Um, um, and actually, it's going to move to the side to get out of the beam as well. But it since it started there, it's going to take the damage again, right? Yes. Okay. Constitution save. This time, only a nine. Okay. It, it takes 21 points of radiant. Ouch. That seemed to do some serious damage to it. Okay. And like I said, it moved off to the side to get out of the beam. And are, are you going to do anything other than maintain the, the moon beam? I'm going to use my action to move the beam onto it. Okay. And then it tries to strike at you. So that means it needs to take make a con save. Um, okay. This is the trouble with um, moon beam. Because it, it's, so it's, it it's not going to affect it twice in one round. Correct. So it's 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 turns now, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's it's turned now. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So, con save is a nat one. So it definitely uh, failed that one. Twenty six points of radiant. Okay, and it looks like it's just faltering, and um, so all of a sudden, it rears up and wails this horrible screeching wail at you and you just feel this necrotic energy washing over you so you need to make a constitution saving throw 17 okay so that does save but you do take 14 points of uh psychic damage as it rattles your brain with that wailing sound and then once again moves off to the side, out of the beam. And the moonbeam fades anyway because um, I failed the concentration save. Okay, so it is your turn. What are you going to do? Okay, I'm going to cast ice knife. Ooh. And I don't think we've ever seen ice knife. So can you describe what that looks like? Yeah. So the um, ice knife basically I. Hold out my hand and the uh, shard of ice flies from the tips of my fingers and uh, flings towards the uh, undead spider. It needs to, uh, I need to make a range attack. Uh, 25. Definitely hits. Okay. And it needs to make uh, a dexterity saving throw as the ice shard explodes. Ouch. That's a grand total of four. Maybe I'll put that dice away. Okay, so then it takes one whole point of piercing damage and eight points. Sorry, four points of piercing damage and five points of cold damage. Okay, but that so that's is a total of nine. More than enough. Or, yeah, nine points. That is more than enough to uh, 
take it out and you just you know pierce it and you just see the the little lights in the in its eyes all go out and it just kind of collapses to the ground flips over and its little little legs are nee, 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 yeah and so it's really creepy I'm going to take its um fangs okay and the, and they're, they're actually actually roll for me a dexterity uh, acrobatics check as you're trying to get the fangs off of it 13 okay you uh, you succeed but they are just dry and brittle and you get the feeling this corpse has been dead for maybe months and uh so yeah they, i'm going to put them in a i'm going to put them in a jar so that they don't shatter sounds good and there you are you're standing there you know got the dead spider next to you you uh look down deep into the water and, and something down there is glowing with a blue glow and fumes are coming up off the surface of the uh of the water Okay, I'm going to turn back into a crocodile. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, I'm going to dive into the water. Okay. And and once again, uh, Pugsley is kind of, you know, whimpering uh, pitifully back there behind you. And you. And you swim down into the water and you realize at the bottom of this pond, and it's really only about six or eight feet deep. It's not too terribly deep. Um, but there is a sc- gull down here and it is glowing with just kind of a blue radiance um, thankfully all of it is glowing it's not like the eyes are glowing and this is like the skull of a of a demi-lich or something like that but it's it's not it's not a flame skull or anything it's like not that. a flame skull but just just kind of glows universally with a blue radiance and it's just sitting there okay i'm gonna snatch it up and swim back up to the surface as fast as possible okay and how are you going to snatch it with my hands. Your um, crocodile front, front, paws? Front claws, yeah. Okay. So you pick it up and you take three points of necrotic damage just picking it up. And you bolt it up to the surface. And I'm assuming just kind of disgorge it onto the surface there as fast as you can to get out of your Yeah, and onto the just, shore. It just feels unholy. And it just feels repulsive um it just you you just felt that brief 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 contact with you had it you know probably all of about 30 seconds maybe less just you just feel unclean like you you couldn't wash this feeling off with you with a hundred showers you know um and there it is it's sitting there and, and it's not glowing quite so radiantly now that it's out of the water but it's definitely glowing and yeah just like said just fumes just kind of soak up from it and and drift up into the air okay i'm going to transform back into a dragonborn Mm -hmm. um and then i'm going to try and fashion a um i guess like a basket or another type of um like bag type thing to out of rope or like a scrap piece of cloth to try and pick mm-hmm. it up in so okay. I don't have to physically touch it. Yeah, and you're able to um, to uh, create, you know, just create a little bag and, and bag it in there and you pick it up. And do you know how that feeling that you get when you like have hot mitts on and you, you know, pick up a really hot dish out of the oven or and, but you, I mean, you're, you're fine, but you can still feel that, 
heat slowly seeping through. That's the kind of feeling you get, but with the horrible necrotic energy of this, this skull. Cool. So I'm going to um, tell Pugsley to uh, follow me. And then I'm going to, as fast as possible, hurry out of here. Because I'm, I'm certain that this is what's causing things to go crazy. This would seem to be a pretty good candidate for what's causing the problems here in the park. And, okay, where are you going to go now that you're going? Pugsley's obviously just trotting after you with his cute little Pugsley feet. Um, okay, I'm going to... Uh, I guess Coda. What do I know about Dianect, the Palace of Dianect? Yes. Palace, come on, Cathedral of Dianect. Mm -hmm. Yep. You, cool. you, you, you've heard the uh, the stories from the the other Dragonborn telling you about how Kraval went there and destroyed the uh, evil objects. Yes. So knowing that, I'm gonna head over there with Pugsley at my heels. <laughs> Very good. And what are you? And I'm kind of like, I, I'm kind of like holding the bag out at like arm's length mm -hmm. um, to like <laughs> try to keep it as far away from me as possible. Very good. So you, you're running over there and, and uh, actually roll for me six constitution saving throws. Okay. As you run across the first level of the uh, Porto Magnum. Se okay. 17. Okay. 16. Okay. 18. Okay. 11. Okay. Uh, 7. Okay. And, oh, it was so close to a nat 20, but it ended up being a 4. Okay. So initially you um, are remarkably resistant to the corrupting magic that's coming out of the bag. And but like I said, once again, it's it's sort of like having a hot mitt on and feeling picking up a uh, a really hot dish out of the oven, and eventually it just starts soaking through. And pretty soon, you know, it's too hot to handle. You have to put it down, but you can't put it down because you're running across uh, the uh, city. <laughs> so I switch hands. <laughs> and um, well, it doesn't matter. Your whole body is yeah. feeling it. So you take oh, okay, yeah, five, four, and five points of necrotic so, damage so 14 14 total of necrotic damage as you're running pell-mell you know bumping into things you know upsetting fruit carts uh you know yeah you know alarming the guards as you go past different various places and pretty soon you find yourself at the gateway of the dynect cathedral and there's a, a page that's there in front um, and as you approach he just his eyes just roll up in his head and he collapses to the ground Oh, and okay. uh, yeah, and it, on on the plus side, it seems like he just fainted, maybe just from the 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 aura of this this thing, mm -hmm. and um, but uh, you kind of go running inside, and you come across something that you know a person that's a little a little more hale than that, and but even they can feel the necrotic energy coming off of it, and um, they kind of hold up you know, the holy symbol in, in warding. And it's like, what, what do you want? Uh, I've been, t I was tasked to find what was um, making all of the creatures not wanting to go to the wooded area in the first circle. And I found a, a necrotic skull at the bottom of a pond 
And this is the only place that I know that can destroy that is evil. Uh, and he says, um, take it, take it to the, uh, take it to the chapel over there. We'll see what we can do. And I'm like, I'm like grimacing as much as the, <laughs> the priest is. Mm -hmm. And so I'll, I'll run into the chapel. Like, like I, I, I'm doing that to clearly show that I'm like not wanting to hold this anymore. Okay. And a high level uh, member of the clergy comes in, um, you know, clearly an, an aged um, priest. And um, as she steps into the doorway, you can just see her kind of take a half step back, recoiling from uh, the thing. And, and she says... Uh, this is an item of great power. Pl quick, put it on the floor. And I'll basically just like drop the bag. <laughs> and the skull and... rolls out. And um, you notice now, and maybe it's just the fact that you're in this cathedral of good with this evil object, but there are little runes that are inscribed all over the skull. And... They're just kind of glowing just ever so slightly with that blue energy. And the um, priest comes up and starts casting a spell and just scoops up um, some holy water from a basin and pulls out um, what look like iron filings. Um, although some of it glinters, gl glinters, some of it glints so it almost looks like there's powdered iron and silver in this in this powder and just sort of sprinkles both of these over the skull and as the powdered iron and so forth hits the skull it's almost as if it's burning it is just kind of like little glint 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 like you were just you know putting something flammable onto a hot coal or something but then the other way when the holy water sprinkles on it just hisses and spits but as the components hit the skull first where they start and then just slowly expanding the blue radiance disappears until the whole top of the skull is just a normal bone structure and there's no more glow and then just as she continues to sprinkle both of these components on, they just seem to coat the sides and flow down. And pretty soon the radiance goes away. Um, and actually, um, roll for me an arcana check with advantage, because this is this is this is not exactly in in your your ballywick, but it's still a a, a a divine spell. Total of twenty three. Okay, you know that um, she is casting Dispel Evil and Good. And one of the things you can do with that is to break an enchantment. And so she sprinkles over, the, and the next thing you know, the glow goes away, and you just feel immensely better. And Pugsley even stops whining behind you, which is nice. And then a little crack appears in the skull right at the very top. And 
you just notice the cracks begin to spiderweb across the top and then down the sides and then little pieces of the skull on the top start falling in and then just like a little cascade and just quicker and quicker and quicker this cascade builds up speed going from the top to the sides and pretty soon there's nothing just but a fine fine pile of bone powder of powdered bone just lying there where the skull used to be but that pressure that necrotic pressure you felt all the way across the first level of porta magnum goes away dang i was gonna keep that well you can keep the bone powder That's true. That could be useful for a lot of things. Uh, but I, I say to the um, priestess, uh, uh, thank you. Um, I knew that someone here could dispel this thing of its uh, absolute wretchedness. And she says, this was an object of immense power. Wherever did you find it? Um seemingly in the center of the wooded area in the first circle. It was at the bottom of a pond and all, all the nature around it was uh, blighted and was withering away. And there were even creatures of undead, um, undead animals around attacking anything that moved. And she says, this is horrific, but at least the corruption has ended, I would guess. I will tell the captain of the guard and have the park swept but my guess is that you may have defeated whatever this was who would who would put such a item into s such a wonderful natural reserve it boggles the mind but i think you may have defeated that but as i said i will send a message to the captain of the guard right now to try to keep this from happening again what a strange and horrific occurrence. Truly. Okay. Well, there you are. You got bone powder that you could scoop up and take with you if you want, or you can just leave it there. I'm sure the one of the pages will come in and clean that up and throw it away. I would like to take it. Okay. So you sweep it up and put it back into the bag you had. And uh, you can, and actually they, they bring like a, a little um, bottle and you can just like bottle it up and, and cork it there. Yes. And, you make your way back to the Fraser estate and you find still holding Pugsley, still holding Pugsley. And you find that your companions have not yet returned hmm. and it's beginning to get late and it's beginning to worry you. Yes. But that's some uh, mystery that maybe you'll have to solve a little later on. How long do you want to wait for them to show up? Um, I believe in their abilities, so I will wait, um, till tomorrow until the next morning. Okay. Yes. Very good. And sure enough, they do, um, wake you up actually as they come in the door, but it's almost near unto midnight when they finally get in and they look beaten. Something has happened while you were separated from the group. They look really, really bad. Um, in fact, um, half the group seems to be supporting the other half of the group. And they finally get themselves uh, tucked away with the most damaged ones uh, needing to rest immediately. 
But uh, in the quiet hours of the morning, uh, Petrin and Rogar are able to spare a few minutes for you. And Nadar wants to know what happened. What do you tell him? You picked uh, just the right time to get out of the way. Yeah. Not not that you picked it, but you really did. When we went through the door of the uh, sewer, you were trapped in this infinite tunnel, I guess, with statues and creatures crawling out of the ground. Uh, we, we somehow found out it was an illusion. Uh, and when we broke the illusion, bro- broke out of it, uh, we were in this underground chamber with hordes of undead. It was like six. It was two hordes of like six hordes of undead. There were hordes of undead that we bravely fought off. I know why you're not the storyteller. <laughs> and uh, you should talk. I'm not telling stories. Okay. Anyway, we fought uh, the undead. And then... Are, are we going to mention that Alol was there? Because he was. Do we know who Alol is? You do yeah. now. Don't we? I thought we did. Did yeah. we? You, you've been you've been briefed on Lowell, and you were pretty sure that what you were facing was a Lowell. It hit all the boxes: undead, illusions, really strong. So we provoked him somehow. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give her a glance, <laughs> more like a glare. Uh, and he blasted us with energy. I don't know coldness, which a lot of us went down. And then Heskin somehow saved us, uh, and we came crawling back here. Yes, he asked Alol if he had made his point, which Alol agreed he had and withdrew at that point in time. And that's pretty ominous, and you're kind of amazed your friends made it back. And you helped to try to get them settled and healed up, and uh, bed down yourself with a troubled heart and a little uh, worry more worry in your soul and that's where we're going to stop today Okay, uh, well, for those of you playing at home, the spider was actually a reskinned banshee. You can tell by the uh, screaming attack and its uh, energy drain. Uh, and it worked out pretty well, actually. Um, didn't uh, go too badly at all. Um, the part that did go badly at all, and actually there's there's two reasons this episode is so short. One of them, uh, we had a lot of background noise problems, so we ended up with a lot of the recording ending up on the cutting room floor as we got rid of that. 
Uh, but then the other part was that originally Nadar was supposed to carry the necromantic skull throughout the town, taking necrotic damage from it and eventually, you know, having to put it down and or die and then having to heal himself up and then having to figure out how to possibly get the skull all the way across town to the Cathedral of Dianect without actually dying in the process. But then he came up immediately with the bag idea, which he probably wouldn't have, he was supposed to come up with later on down the whole thing. So that kind of shortened the whole thing up. But hey, you know, sometimes a dungeon master, the crew figures out what they need to do right away. And you just got to roll with that. So anyways, made for a bit of a shorter episode, but you know, sometimes that's okay. Anyway, so we finally found out what it is that happened to Nadar and why he was plucked from the group when they end up facing a low wall and nearly dying. And that's the uh, fun he got to have. And the big question is, will he be able to keep Pugsley? That's the big cliffhanger hanging over our heads at this point in time. Hopefully he can keep that adorable dog. Will we do it? We'll have to wait for the next episode to find out. Until then, rate us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com with questions or comments. Follow us at Relic of the Past or Relic of the Past Podcast on your social media feeds. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head.